Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the broadcast meeting later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. He's Jared Pugar. I am Alex Stokes. Jared, good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. It's another day of grayless, gray, nameless face season uh, as we talk about the non-existent Major League Baseball season. Um, and, you know, we just, you know, we, we're it's the middle of winter. Big Ben Roethlisberger's last game is tomorrow against the Ravens, more than likely. It's just as gray as a winter sky in Pittsburgh right now for us. Yeah, yeah, those gray faces. It doesn't look like there's going to be any – that's going to change anytime soon. I mean, here we are in January. What's been reported elsewhere, people I've talked to, I put it in Insider – that you know hey january 31st february 1st whichever one you want to go with that's kind of like an unofficial cutoff for you know getting spring training started on time and well that might not be happening if they don't have they they haven't had a meeting a significant meeting in a couple weeks uh evan drillich reported this week that that they're finally that they will talk at you know, at some point in January about this, but it's like, you're, you're just going to talk like these, this is December talks right now. We're officially nearing the, this isn't looking too good territory. Yeah. And listen, this reminds me of the type of relationship that you get into and it's right before the holidays, but you're too cheap and you don't want to buy or anything or <laughs> anything like that. So you take a break and then you realize how amazing it was to be single over the holidays. So you go through Christmas Eve and Christmas and New Year's and you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then you're like, oh, crap, we got to get back together. And now, you know, we're at that point where it's like, oh, they got to send that text to say, hey, let's go on a date. Let's go out to lunch. Let's meet up. And yeah, I mean, they're both playing hard to get right now. That's a life I've never lived, Jared. That's a life oh. I've never lived. That's unfortunate, Alex. I have never lived that either. I'm just too cheap. And oh, oh, okay. Okay, sure. That that sounded very from life experience there, Jared. Well, you know, listen, you got to, you tell the kids all the time, you got to be happy, right? You got to be happy. And, you know, Major League Baseball and MLBPA are not happy with each other right now. So you take a break, you work on things, you strengthen yourself. Are they strengthening themselves? Uh, no, Rob Manfred's just getting rid of some good journalists because, you know, they, they don't like him per se Be- because he wrote a couple columns that justifiably criticized him in 2020 in end of the year. That's probably, you know, more contract was renewed rather than fired. If we want to get like very specific with terminology, but I don't know. Ken Rosenthal is one of the best national reporters in the business and MLB network is the poor. And I hate, this is completely tangential of, you know, the, 
main thing that we're talking about here, which is just lockout not looking so good right now. It's tangential of the idea that by comparison, every single person who is allowed on MLB Network supports, you know, everything Manfred is doing right now. There, there can't be any, you know, free talk of like, hey, maybe this guy who isn't very liked by, you know, the majority of baseball fans isn't doing a 10 out of 10 job. Yeah. And, you know, commissioners subject themselves to criticism. That's that's what you do. Roger Goodell in the NFL. He is probably one of the better ones at this point right now. Gary Bettman, NHL. People talk smack on him all the time. I don't think that I've ever heard anybody say anything nice about Gary Bettman. Um, But Rob Manfred, there aren't very many people saying nice things about him either. You subject yourself to criticism when you are the leader of a, a professional organization such as Major League Baseball. And if you can't handle that, then why are you there and why aren't you fixing things? If you are so bad at your job and you're not making the game or the sport better, what are you doing? How can you make this sport, how can you make this product better on the field? Well, it's sure as hell isn't juicing the balls, not juicing the balls, doing this and doing that and you know, it, that's the well, stuff how about that we the don't get. how about the controversy that uh, Dr. Mer- Meredith Wills, you know, pointed out this year that he, we're using two different size baseballs. You know, right. all of twenty twenty one. It's for, for ratings, and I mean, it's one of those things that you kind of always, at least I suspected, whatever like the Field of Dreams game goes on in the ninth inning, it's like, boy, that ball sure did become a, a super bouncer off of. Liam Hendricks and Rodas Chapman in the ninth. What a coincidence. Yeah, right. You're right. You know the coincidence, and it's not a coincidence now because it makes sense because they changed the balls. That's the type of stuff that draws the ire of fans. Don't change the game. Don't manipulate the game to make it the way that you want it to be. Listen, the Field of Dreams game was really, really cool. I loved every second of it. It didn't need that. It never needed that. It had the, the mystique altogether. I look at the NHL. The Winter Classic was on New Year's Day, as it always is. And I guess I should have probably known that. Um, and they played in, like, negative 90-degree weather. And it was so cool. There were frozen beards and stuff like that. I didn't I, – maybe this is for me because I don't really watch too much TV anymore. I didn't see that really advertised. Field of Dreams game. Didn't really see it advertised. you got to promote your brand. you got to promote your league. You think about it. Mike Trout, polarizing player. Shohei Otani, polarizing player. How many times in the East Coast do we really get to see those two play? And how many times in the East Coast are those two really publicized? Um, other than, you know, and highlights here and there because Otani plays every day and he's just amazing at what he does. You know, you have to, you have to keep continuing the brand of baseball. Baseball is America's pastime, right? What are you doing to keep that going? Because right now you look at all the ratings, football, football, football. And what is Rob Manfred as commissioner of Major League Baseball doing to make that better? Uh, labor strike sure as hell isn't helping his case. Yeah, labor strike, missing actual time of, of regular season games would be catastrophically horrible for the health and, and well-being of the sport. And it would easily go down to like 94, 95 for like lowest popularity of the sport at any given time. And that's why I, this, I'm not going to say that it's all on Manfred. It, this is, 
not to both sides it, but this is something that you you got to have two to tango in this. You got to be able to come into an agreement on both ends. It's imperative that you play a season in 2022, that you play 162 or as absolutely close to 162 as possible. And if the end of the month is the kind of unofficial, you know, deadline to get everything started on time, get spring training on started on time, I don't know how much further you can go past February 1st to start the regular season on time. Like Valentine's Day, you need a kind of long spring training. Yeah, I think Valentine would be the Valentine's Day would be the last the last ditch effort, uh, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, you, they can't afford to miss any games because COVID wrecked that season, and that's not their fault. I understand that everybody understands the ramifications of of the pandemic that we're in, but you can't miss any games because you're. I don't think they're going to recover um, because then you're. I mean, think about what what helped baseball recover. It wasn't it wasn't ninety six and ninety seven that helped them recover. It was nineteen ninety eight and the home run home run chase um, that that really helped them uh, recover here. But again, you can't do that again. No. Yeah. Especially with the way things are now, we know that the balls are going to be juiced. We know that it's going to be a home run derby every game. And it's not necessarily good for the pitchers either, because it does go both ways. There are both two sides to every team and two, two sides to every story. But again, um, so we obviously are no longer allowed on LB Network. No. But we are still here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. And we're going to catch you on the flip side after this quick break. That was new Pirates hitting coach Andy Haynes, who did a Zoom call with local media on Friday afternoon. Talking about player development, obviously something that's going to be paramount for especially him going forward. I mean, Pirates hired him to be the major league hitting coach, but also to lead the hitting program. And yes, almost all of his focus or the majority of his focus is going to be on that MLB group but there is going to be you know if Johnny Tucker the hitting coordinator needs something if a minor league coach needs something Haynes wants to make sure that he's about he could be a resource for those people that's part of the reason why Derek Shelton and the Pirates liked him that he's done it as a minor league coach as he's because he's done it as a coordinator and at the crux of that the most important part and the part that will ultimately determine this Pirates rebuild if it's if it's successful or not is development needs to continue on in the major leagues right and I think that to me is the biggest thing that he could say because too many times I mean and he said this you know when you look at the minor and the, the minor leagues and the major leagues you always think about the prospect has to develop well you think that they get, and then once they get to the major league you, you kind of tend to think that the development doesn't continue it, it, it's they're in the majors they just got to do what they got to do to to stay there well that includes development. We forget so many times that they're, that they're still professional baseball players, right? Even if they're in the minor leagues. So they, the development has to continue. You look at a guy like, let's say, a Cole Tucker in the minors. 
you wanted him to develop and you wanted him to be at the leadoff spot or you wanted him to be a shortstop. Well, now he's had to develop another level of his game. He has to be able to hit consistent, consistently from both sides of the plate. He has to be able to consistently play in the infield and, and develop that part of his glove. But also now, because he's a utility guy, he's got to be able to learn the outfield too. So, I mean, that development doesn't stop. And I think uh, taking that approach it's only going to help the Pirates moving forward because so many times we see a top hitter come up and just kind of he rakes in the minor leagues and then just kind of plateaus or, you know, just falls off um, once he gets to the majors. And it's tough. It is one hell of an adjustment to go from minor league, AAA to major league, you know, and, and it's like that from league to league. And you talk about these guys all the time like when people were in the South Atlantic League, you know, back in the day. And then you, they go to, let's say, from they go from Bradenton to Greensboro. Well, now these guys go from throwers to their, okay, well, they're starting to put it together. They're starting to be able to locate. Well, then you go from Greensboro to, to double-A. Well, double-A, now they're pitching with a purpose. Now they're attacking the zone. Now you have to, as a hitter, you have to be able to, to adjust to that. Well, then triple-A is, is essentially the major leagues. You know, it, it's, it's very comparable. Now these are guys that have had their cup of tea. They're trying to get back. It's every man for themselves. And then you get to the major leagues and every pitch, every spin rotation of that baseball is documented. It's, it's data. It's everything that you could ask for and more. And then it gets to be overwhelming. And as a hitter, it's tough to adjust to that. It's tough to hit, um, hit the curveball. It's tough to hit a slider. It's tough to hit a ball that's coming at hundred miles per hour at your hands, but you have to keep continuing to develop being able to do those things. If you're not, my, one of my new, my favorite commercial right now is the Tim Tebow um, Heisman House commercial where, he, where he's in the car with Kyler Murray. Of and, course it is. And it's trouble with the curve. And it, it, I just, because that's, that's what makes or breaks the hitter, your ability to, to adjust and adapt to, to breaking pitches. And I think if you have that, that adaptability, that ability to develop, that's only going to make you better and the team better as well. Yeah, focusing just on the major league level, though, because this is going to be a different position than, first of all, just Haynes in general. It's going to be a very different position than he was in Milwaukee, where you look at that Milwaukee lineup, and there aren't a ton of people who came up through their farm system. You know, with that team, there are a lot of Christian Yelich's, Omar Navarez's, Lorenzo Cain's. Uh, Garcia's, Vasil Garcia, uh, just a long list of guys over the last couple of years. They're imports, most of them. I mean, they aren't guys who came up through the farm system. This is going to be a very different situation where a lot of the cases it's, it's going to be new. They're going to be new for Andy. Maybe he's had some passing conversations with a, with a Hayes or a Reynolds, you know, just being in the other dugout the last three years. But it's very different than what we would normally see or what he did in Milwaukee. And that's going to be what determines, you know, if, if, if this is, is successful or not. I mean, there are going to be times in 2022 where O'Neill Cruz is going to just be in a slump and his timing's going to be off. I mean, it's, it happens to every hitter and it's going to be making sure that it, doesn't snowball making sure that he continues to go forward being able to develop progress as a player Andy Haynes was an interesting hire 
I will admit, I the longer that's going on, and especially now that you know we got to do that Zoom and you know get to hear some of his coaching and philosophies and hitting philosophies, I I'd recommend the piece I wrote for the site. It's it makes a little more sense. I see it's that unified vision that we have seen throughout all player development, the more collaborative efforts that we've seen with guys like John Baker, with Josh Hopper. And this is just another extension. If Andy Haynes was brought in to help lead that hitting group, I, it's, I mean, he's not going to have the same job as like a Josh Hopper, but the same as like an Oscar Marine in that scenario. Yes. I still see a lot of those same check marks go. It's, continuing to go all in on this bet that they big bet that they have with player development that if it hits they've got a team if it doesn't hit gotta go back to the drawing board again yeah and i think that's the big thing too is it, it it shows that one team that one organization everybody's on the same page too many times in the past you've seen pitchers like let's let's say mitch keller right mitch keller comes up shoves single a triple a double a gets the majors He's a completely different person. He's not pitching to his strengths. He's pitching to contact. He's doing a bunch of different things. The, the moment is too big, right? And and you see that, you know, like with even with O'Neill Cruz under the old regime, I think it, it could be completely different. The approaches are completely different. But now you've got it from, from the complex league all the way up to the major league. It's the same approach. It's the same mentality. And I think that's going to help the development moving forward. They talk about development all the time. And you talk about Baker and Hopper and, and Haynes. Yeah, we all kind of wondered, this is a little bit weird. But when you look at the way that his career has panned out and played out, it makes perfect sense. He's been a hitting coach in the minor leagues. He's been a hitting coordinator in the minor leagues. So he knows what it's like to be in those roles. He knows what, it, what as a major league hitting coach, those guys need from him to help them do their jobs so they can help their hitting coaches at the minor leagues do their jobs. And, you know, and it makes sense. Hopefully it works out. You hope that that this project, this process, you know, ends up working because I think there is a little bit of success there. It's keeping it simple. You kiss it, right? Keep it simple, stupid. And, And that's really, I think what the pirates need keep it simple. Don't we, they talk about challenging their players but not overwhelming them. This is, I think, the perfect opportunity to do that. You're the same mentality. You're the same approach at every level. And there are going to be different guys. There are going to be like guys like Nunnally, who's got a bevy of experience. He's probably, as long as he's in the Pirates organization, he's going to go where the most most of the, the, the prospect hitters are. So I think he'll be in Altoona this year. Um, and then next year, I think he ends up in AAA again. And, and you know, it's just kind of that process. They're keeping, you know, what seems to be a lot of the staffs together with the teams as they come up. Now, we don't know that for sure right now, but I think that's the way that they're going to try to do it because it makes sense. They, we talked about that with Ben in this, over the summer. They want to keep those prospects together, the Pigueros, the Gonzalez's. They want to keep those guys together as they go up through. And I think that makes a lot of sense um, moving forward for the Pirates organization. We've got a little more show left to go. We're going to take one more break. I'm going to put Jared on the spot again.
welcome back one more time to the podcast to be named later here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Jared, I just completed my look at 20 guys in the Pirate system, 10 pitchers, 10 hitters that I thought are going a little under the radar here. I know this last segment we've said we're trying to avoid baseball, but I want your take here. Here's your chance for a rebuttal. Give me three, three individuals that probably won't be on a top 30 list, but you want to keep your eye on in 2022. Um, my first pick is Robbie Glendening. Um, first of all, he's one of the only baseball players that has the word inning in his name. He was hurt for the 2021 season. Um, I think he's a guy that could really be a factor down the road. I'm very interested to see what he can do um, when he's healthy. I think he's got an excellent opportunity to build on a, a, what I thought was a strong 2020 with Altoona. Um, I think he's one. Uh, Brent Sitta is another. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be from Altoona because that's who I got to see. Um, and then my, my last, my third one is Omar Cruz. That dude wasn't supposed to be in Altoona for more than just a, a start. And then he never left. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a tremendous upside with Cruz uh, when he's on the mound. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he and, and Sitta and, and Glendinning uh, kind of develop. But I think those are my three guys who are underrated and, and kind of maybe not undervalued, but I think it was your guys that could really climb their prospect ranking um, over the summer. I had Cruz and Sita on the list. Sita is more like, you know, an insurance plan in case the Pirates lose Mason Martin because I just kind of look at first base at the moment as this potential disaster position if, if Sutsugo just doesn't play well. Like if you if they lose Martin in the Rule 5 draft and Sutsugo gets hurt or struggles, that becomes that becomes a dumpster fire real fast. And I, I, I Sita interesting cat you know interesting swing i never will have a ton of pop probably doesn't profile well as a first baseman but he can play it as an insurance plan i think he's good for that cruz i said fifth starter if he could you know maybe get a little more fastball velocity i would think differently but right now he's kind of soft tossing throw him off their game and to glenn denning for your other guy maybe your utility man he did have a pretty sweet stroke back in 2019, whenever I made those trips out to Altoona. Right, and you know, so, yes, that's my fault. I'm, I'm sh- I should have said 2019, not 2020. Uh, it's been a long couple of years. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, I think those are guys that have tremendous upside. And, you know, if they develop appropriately, you know, the, the issue I think with Glendening is that he hasn't played in two years. And that's tough. And, you know, I'm very, ex- I'm very interested and excited to see um, what he's got. But Alex, let's, before we go and before we let these guys um, you know, finish their reading and their listening uh, on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Um, let's let's go off of site stuff today on the site. Uh, it's Saturday. That's our Saturday site stuff where we get to see where you guys, the readers get to see the numbers and everything. And we have some pretty big news if you haven't already known it. And if you're if you're just tuning in, um, we have a headquarters now. We're not homeless, Alex. We're not homeless. No, we're not. I mean, were we ever homeless? Um, no, not not in the virtual world because we can work wherever no. we want. No, I mean we've just got the brick and mortar right in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh now. Right, and I think I'm I'm excited for that because that means you know maybe one or two times we can come over and collaborate together and record in person. I don't know if I'll be able to stand you for that long as we record, but you know we're gonna find out. Yeah, be sure to come down to see the big. Long overdue blow up between Jared and me. 
and listen, if there if there is no baseball this summer, and you know, uh, and Altoona is away, and the Indians are away, and Greensboro is doing Greensboro things, and Bradenton's in Florida, you know, maybe you'll just have to come down to our to our new headquarters in Fifth Avenue and talk baseball with us to get us through the time. We would prefer if you would bring some adult beverages for us. That's really what you'll get the, the really good analysis, the truth, <laughs> the hard hitting truth. But I'm I'm excited to do stuff like that and to to you know to see some different things and we got some really cool things playing and DK's done it done a heck of a job and I'm not saying that because he's my boss and he signs my checks and approves those but I what what him and Dolly have done I think is a really cool thing and we're really excited to to really hit the ground running with this and and really make it a, a one stop shop for for both analysis and shopping and and all kinds of cool things and and. You know, just to see how how that grows us as a as a site and um, and as writers ourselves. Because let's be real, you know, the the one thing that we've learned over the last two years is human interaction is pretty important, and it really helps us. So you know, as much as I love the virtual aspect of a lot of things, getting that in person conversation is is really useful too. And you can come tell us how bad we suck in person. That's right. That's the dream right there. Until then, you have to make sure you know how bad we suck, and that's by making sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to get us and all the other great podcasts we have here on the station. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next.